think it's really important as physicians that we listen to what our patients are interested in. You know, if our patients are interested in supplements or herbs or making those lifestyle changes, then we should be up to date with that information and we should be ready to provide them with guidance about that. Hey, and welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Sheree Allen, a board-certified family physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. My goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health topics, but I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. So we are really excited to have Dr. Anna Shanahan here with us on Millennial Health. Dr. Shanahan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to be here. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. So this is actually a really nice reunion because we served on a board together a couple years back with some AAFP work. And I've kept in touch with the work that you do on social media. So I think one of the benefits of social media, even people you don't speak to on the phone, you can kind of see what they're up to. And I saw that you were venturing into the world of integrative medicine. You were talking a lot about healthy lifestyle. And I was really intrigued. And so I wanted us to have a conversation about this on the Millennial Health Podcast, because I think especially for us as a generation, we're certainly becoming more aware of the foods we eat, the materials that we use, the things we consume. We're becoming certainly um, quite mindful of that. And so I'd like for you to tell us a little about your journey to integrative medicine. How'd you get here from family medicine residency? Absolutely. Yes, I love that we're connecting again. It's so wonderful. I remember serving on the board with you. And I know with so many impressive family medicine physicians, especially as a resident, I definitely had a little bit of imposter syndrome. And I just remember you always having such wonderful insights and always never being afraid to share your thoughts. And it was always very inspiring. So I'm glad we've stayed in touch. And yes, I also completely agree. I think that people are becoming so much more aware of their lifestyle overall and how their decisions about their diet and their day-to-day habits are really impacting their health. And to answer your question about how I started my journey into integrative medicine, it started way before residency, probably. So I was born in Russia, which is where I really had my first experience and exposure to integrated medicine just with my family using herbs and cupping and other cultural remedies in addition to going to the doctor and then growing up mostly in Colorado where I really learned to love nature and that was kind of my outlet and then uh, becoming involved in sports during high school figure skating was always my sport and I continued that through high school and through college it kept me active and healthy And then I think during college, when I started taking a lot of these pre-med classes and becoming, you know, really studious and isolating myself to study organic chemistry and 
I just started skating less. Again, was isolating myself from my friends and my family, my faith community. I was spending less time in nature. I gained weight to the point of being an unhealthy BMI and overall had really just unhealthy coping mechanisms, including even, you know, eating bowls of whipped cream in the dining hall. So, you know, maybe someone can relate to that. And that all kind of came to a head when I was diagnosed uh, with a phyllodes tumor and fibroadenomas in my breast. And I have no family history of breast cancer whatsoever, uh, knock on wood. But I started wondering, what did I do and what can I do to influence this? So after kind of really hitting rock bottom, you know, physically, but also emotionally, academically, spiritually, I started reconnecting with uh, my friends and family, my faith community. I began exercising. I started using some herbs and supplements in appropriate ways began spending time in nature again, uh, really changed my diet, ended up losing a lot of weight. That's when I ran my first marathon and did my first triathlon. And so with integrative medicine, you know, it's something that really helps me when I hit a low point in my life. And so one of my main goals is to be able to help my patients if they're at a point like that, how can we use integrative medicine to help them too? That is a really interesting journey to getting to this space. Did you have other influences in your life or were there other people you'd come across at the time who were applying some of these principles in their lives that inspired you along the way? You know, I think it wasn't quite as popular as I, you know, probably would have liked it to be in terms of when I first started kind of looking into this, but I was really lucky in that at Northwestern's uh, Feinberg School of Medicine, we have an integrative medicine center. It's an Osher center, which there's about seven of them across the country. But there, I really started learning about the kind of integrative medicine research was going on and how they applied those principles to patients. I have a wonderful mentor, Dr. Melinda Ring, who I still get to work with now since I'm still at Northwestern. Uh, which is wonderful. And so I was very lucky in that I kind of had mentors in the field that uh, really guided me during medical school. Oh, okay. So you kind of alluded to this when you talked about the changes that you made in your own life. But for our audience, would you be willing to define integrative medicine or what are some of the fundamental principles of integrative medicine? Absolutely. And kind of a broad definition that I like to use is just Integrative medicine combines Western and alternative medicine in an evidence-based way that's personalized for the patient. And I always like to point out what integrative medicine is not. So it's not the rejection of, you know, conventional or Western medicine. If someone gets, uh, you know, hit by a bus, that's not the time for yoga. They should go to the ER. And, you know, we're not advocating for only alternative medicine and using that in place of conventional therapies. And so I like to think of integrated medicine as cherry picking kind of from the best of both worlds. Some examples are, you know, combining Western medicine, lifestyle medicine, really focusing on the patient-physician relationship, combining behavioral health as well, uh, sometimes using things like functional medicine also. Uh, so all of those things I like to consider as part of integrated medicine. How do you navigate the tension that's there sometimes, though? You just described it so well, but have you had patient encounters where you've had to kind of walk the tightrope and, you know, separate that? No, this is not a rejection of Western medicine or this is not dismissing therapies that are non-traditional. I'd love to hear more about your strategy. 
to straddle that fence. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think in terms of my personal clinic, I'm lucky that when people come to me at that point, they're usually interested in combining both of those things. So I don't deal with that too much on a regular basis. But I think in general, there's, there's still a lot of hesitancy around the field. But I think the good news is, is that there's an increasing amount of acceptance. You'll see often that the VA has started using a lot of integrative medicine strategies. There's a lot of official guidelines coming out that incorporate it. For example, the American College of Physicians released a guideline on uh, back pain. And some of their first line therapies are acupuncture, mindfulness-based stress reduction, tai chi, yoga, and biofeedback. And so I think it is becoming more mainstream and I think people are starting to become more accepting of it. And so I think kind of using those as examples can be really helpful. So I know you mentioned your patients are a little more open by the time they've come to you because you have a practice that caters that. But to the general millennials who are listening to you now who are really inspired by some of the changes you've been able to make. You talked about healthier eating, uh, losing some weight to the point that you're running marathons and triathlons at this point in time. Where would you recommend that we start if we are interested in getting on this path to a healthier lifestyle? That's a great question. And I definitely want to say that this was not an overnight switch. And, you know, even the marathon took training as well. So, I'd hope that people have a physician or primary care doctor, a family doctor Mm -hmm. that they can talk to about these things and can really form that patient-physician relationship with. I think it's really important as physicians that we listen to what our patients are interested in. You know, if our patients are interested in supplements or herbs or making those lifestyle changes, then we should be up to date with that information and we should be ready to provide them with guidance about that. And I do think, you know, one thing at a time, you know, it's really hard to make a lot of changes all at once. So uh, focusing in on, you know, sometimes I say three things that, you know, I go over with my patients, or sometimes it's even one thing. Making a dietary change can be hard enough sometimes without making other changes in your habits like exercise. Do you find that you have a lot of success in sharing some of your personal stories with this? Or what are some strategies that you tend to find are successful in really inspiring your patients to move forward? Because it's one thing to have the information or to know about it, you know, because truth is maybe they've listened to a podcast, read a book or saw a post online. So they're aware, but it's different going from having the knowledge and then applying (laughs) the knowledge. What are some of those things that can help us to make that leap? That is so true. And I always like to say there's always more tools in the toolbox. So there's always something for everyone that we can find. And oftentimes, if someone comes to me with something that they've you know seen or heard about, uh, then that's great. That's a great jumping off point. That means they're interested in it. And that's something that we can talk about. And even if that's not appropriate, maybe we can find something along that path. And, you know, for all my patients, we discuss what I like to call the Goldilocks effect. So what works for one person may not work for someone else. It may take you several tries to find the thing that works for your body or that really speaks to you. But again, it's great to be able to develop relationships with your doctor where you can really tailor healthy choices to your own lifestyle and really just find what works for you. In this era of 
you know, social media and quick access to a lot of information. There are some benefits, certainly, but there are also some downsides. A big one, you know, misinformation being spread. What are some of the myths that you've heard about integrative medicine that you think you'd like to debunk from your platform as an expert in this field? Oh, goodness. There's there's so <laughs> many. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, though I'm I'm hoping again that you know we're moving on the right track um, and getting away from some of these things. But again, I think the biggest one is that you know we're against Western medicine, which is absolutely not the case. I definitely advocate for evidence-based medicine, and with all my patients, I talk about here's evidence behind what I'm recommending. Or sometimes it is appropriate to recommend something with less evidence, but in that case, we always talk about that as well. And so I think that's really important too. That's probably the biggest one. You know, I I love having these conversations with physicians like yourself who are knowledgeable. Um, you have clinical experience. I absolutely love when, like you just mentioned, this is also something you apply to your own life. So you also have personal um, experience and you can share from that angle as well. I think it's really inspiring to get information from someone who kind of has all those different perspectives, you know, because you're not making recommendations that you don't even know, like what it's like or how it feels. Like you just said uh, with the marathon, you're like, I had to train for that too. You know, this is not an overnight thing, not an overnight switch at all. So we spoke a little about what got you on this path, but what sustains you on this journey? Because the knowledge, as we talked about, is one thing, then applying the knowledge is a totally different thing. But remaining consistent is a totally different thing all in itself. How do you do that? Wow, I love that word that you use, consistency. That's something that I am constantly working toward. That's something I'm constantly working toward with my patients. It's so important. And by no means am I perfect at it. It's a constant work in progress. But I think one thing that you know keeps me motivated and inspired is I do believe that as physicians, we should be practicing what we preach. I feel that you know, as a doctor, if I'm telling my patients to eat healthy and to exercise, then I should be doing the same. And you know, during this journey, I've noticed that if I don't take care of myself, then I don't take care of others as well either. And so that's something that definitely keeps me going as well. And I found that exercise happens to be a great outlet for me. And that's something I discovered along the way. And that might not be the case for everyone. Do you know, different things speak to different people. I have people that love meditation or journaling, but I always say, again, so many different tools in the toolbox. And so finding what works for you and what works as an outlet for you when things get stressful is so important. I love the way you said that. So many tools in the toolbox. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Okay, so I close most of my podcasts with this same question. If you could get on a mountaintop and you could share one message. <laughs> with millennials on this topic, what would you say? Wow, what a great question. I love that. Hmm, what an opportunity. <laughs> I love hiking, so maybe I should try this for real. I think my advice would be to take care of yourself in the way that's best for you. Uh, don't neglect, you know, all those different areas, whether it's 
your support network, your physical body, your mental health. You know, like I said before, the Goldilocks effect. What works for one person may not work for someone else. It can take you several tries to find that thing. And if you found something that works for you and the next person is doing something different, then just stay strong and stay on your course. Love that. Thank you so much, Dr. Shanahan. Thank you for joining us. Where can we find you online and continue to follow you and learn from all the amazing things you share? Thank you again so much for having me. It's wonderful to connect and I hope this is helpful for someone. You can find me on my website, which is AnnaBShanahanMD.com. So A N N A B as in boy, Shanahan with two N's, MD.com. And there you can find links to my Instagram, which is Dr. B, the Wellness MD, and my Twitter as well, B Wellness MD. And there's also a link to my Facebook if that's what you prefer, which is AnnaBShanahanMD. And so all of those can be found on my website. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Millennial Health Podcast. Though my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues, I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I hope this information was beneficial to you. And if so, please subscribe to the Millennial Health Podcast and share with your friends. Please also leave us a review. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. J. Sheree, D-R-J-A-Y-S-H-E-R-E-E.